about to leave. I'm like getting a call from like Louisiana. I'm like, I don't know, I don't know anybody in Louisiana. Answer the phone. I'm like, hello. It's like, hey Drew, it's Archie. I'm like, Archie Manning. I was like, oh hey, like what's up? How's it going? Um, he was like, hey, just you know, he invited me down to the camp. But I was just like, I walked out I was like, guys, Archie Manning just called me. Good morning, evening, afternoon. Welcome back to the Underqualified Knuckleheads podcast for the first time in a hot minute. I am your co-host, Daniel Keene. Alongside me, as always, but through a screen now, is Mr. Andy Newman. How are we doing? Yeah, obviously, uh, we are not at Ball State, and that's why the sound quality sounds so much worse. Dan was so close on getting the intro right this time. At least he said his name. Forgot to say whatever time it is by you. So whatever oh, no. time it is by you, oh, no. I'm glad you're listening. Dan, you always mess it up, but it's fine. We'll get it there at some point. It's, a staple. it's summer. We haven't gotten back into the swing of things. We're all good. It's a staple of the podcast at this point that I would mess something up. But audio quality aside, we're talking. We're seeing each other. Andy has grown more than a co-host, just a, a really good friend of mine at this point. And it's it's great to see you. And we have a special guest coming up. Guess that. That we do that Colts fans might have heard of, Ball State fans have definitely heard of. Definitely. Not today, Andy. We have uh, our former starting quarterback for the past, what, four years, right, Dan? Four? About four years, I remember. I about four. Uh, Drew Plitz, uh, currently trying to get his way into the NFL. Um, and if we, uh, from information at least last that I heard of, uh, he had an opportunity to go to a mini camp a joint practice mini camp with the Indianapolis Colts. Obviously, huge fan of if you can see that on the uh, images there. My cool Marvin Harrison signed jersey back there. Thank you, Dad. And um, the Chicago Bears. Uh, so if you're a fan of the Chicago Bears living up there in Illinois, Chicago area, then you may have or may hear of him soon. So, yes, Drew Plitt is is pretty synonymous with Ball State football, bringing home their first MAC title and their first or their I think it was their second consecutive bowl game appearance. Um, yep. No. Oh. I don't know. know. Some, I would say so. No. Well, no okay. Uh, hey. Sorry. Let me let me rephrase that. First it MAC was two, champion. It was... it was the first MAC championship yep. since like the '90s or something. And then yes. this season, he took them to their second consecutive ball uh, bowl game where they played Georgia State in the Camellia Bowl. But if you remember last year, and you got the opportunity to go. I right. did get, I did get, I watched Drew Plitt's final collegiate game, um, which is, is now near and dear to my heart as a Ball State student. Um, either way, Drew Plitt knows football. Uh, he's a Loveland, Ohio native, so near to Cincinnati. We might have some Cincinnati conversations come up about their football team, maybe Skyline Chili, stuff like that. But it is sure to be an action-packed episode. Oh, yeah. And also, just to remember, um, this might be a little bit more uh, context for those who don't understand the Mac and everything in bowl games. Uh, ball State did finish under Drew in 2020 in the top 23 in the AP poll at the end of the year. So that's mm -hmm. for a Mac school and for Ball State itself. That is honestly something that is very, very cool because that is not I mean, not very, uh, very rare for a Ball State or Mac school to be up that high. So it's very neat to see. Either way, that's enough of me and Andy. We're going to segue into the interview right now with Drew Pled. Woohoo! 
to the Underqualified Knuckleheads podcast. I'm your co-host, Daniel Keen. Alongside me is Mr. Andy Newman. And joined today with us is our special guest, Mr. Drew Plett. How are you doing today, Drew? I'm good. Thanks for having me on, man. I'm really excited about this, so uh, I really appreciate it. Yeah, Drew is the former uh, starting quarterback at Ball State University, where Andy and I both go. And sure, he's, sure. A, he's a tremendous football player. Uh, lovely guy. First and foremost, Drew, what have you been up to since graduating Ball State? Yeah, so I went I went down to Florida and I uh, I trained, uh, did the whole draft prep and all that. Uh, went through the draft process and ended up getting a shot uh, doing mini camp with the Bears and the Bengals. Um, both went really well. Uh, you know, kind of got my feet wet with being in the NFL and you know seeing what it takes, learning an offense, uh, which by the way is a lot of stuff to learn. Um, Trying to basically staying up till like 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock at night, just trying to memorize what the play is, what's going on, uh, stuff like that. Calling my girlfriend, telling her to read me the play so I can uh, read it back to her just to get used to hearing it and then saying it. Um, really interesting. But it was good. Um, everything went well. Didn't end up getting signed. Um, so I've been working out, had a Falcons tryout, went well as well. Just, you know, not the right time or place. Uh, it's kind of the nature of the business. So. I'm um, not just doing a little bit of side stuff for my dad and, and working out. And I'm actually heading down this weekend to the XFL showcase in Dallas. Awesome. Yes, that is yeah. exactly what I wanted to hear. I was yeah. literally going to ask that question. So obviously, yeah, the NFL is definitely the pinnacle of where you want to right. be. But for some people, it is you got to take those whatever opportunity that you have. So are you so you're interested in getting into the XFL or even the USFL, correct? Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. I mean, I've been talking to both the USFL and the XFL. Um, so I'm really excited. I just, you know, for me, I just want to play any chance I get, um, you know, going from college and you don't really get paid to, to play. So like any kind of little money is going to help me, um, keep going. Really. That's the, the biggest thing is just paying for housing for me is all I care about. Yeah, yeah, and then you kind of missed out on the NIL uh, at the tail end of your career. There, yeah. Guys. Yeah. Just didn't get to, you know, fully take advantage of all that. So comparative from doing um, NFL tryouts to the XFL and USFL, do you see a whole lot of difference or is it, is it all professional football? Is it all kind of run the same way? Um, you know, I, I think just seeing what I did in the mini camps, the difference in the guys that are playing versus not playing, it's, it's very slim. Um, on, except for kind of those superstars, the guys that, um, you know, the big names are obviously guys who are head and shoulders above everybody else in, in their abilities. But, you know, when it comes to who's getting signed, who's not, it's, there's really not much difference. Sometimes it's just whether a coach likes you or look, likes the way you throw, likes the way you run, whatever. If a coach doesn't like the way you run, it may be that reason that you're not getting signed. So um, I think it's professional football. And, you know, I think watching the USFL this year, it's it, people see that it's just, you know, it's not as big as the NFL. It's not been around as long, but it's still professional football. Did you have I mean, a yeah, favorite? You, you, oh, sorry, go, Andy. Yeah, and you do in the USFL and XFL, like with all like the deals that I've been seeing with Fox and with NBC and with ESPN and ABC, you're getting national coverage, and yeah, I mean, people are looking at you at least. So exactly, and it's, yeah, I mean, and it's more time for you to. Yeah, get, I mean, it's more it's more time, basically more film to you know at the professional level where you're taking guys that. Maybe probably we're playing in college, but should be playing at a professional level. You're taking them out and you're 
you know, you're playing against them in, in the USFL and it's guys that have been on practice squads, guys that have played games in the NFL that maybe at the tail end of their career now um, are still playing or vice versa. Maybe got a shot early, something happened, an injury here or there, and they're still playing, but they're now in the USFL trying to make a comeback. Everybody's getting exposure, though, which is the great part. Yeah. Are you connected with any of these Ball State guys who are doing the same process as you? Um, guys like uh, Justin Hall or um, any anybody from your graduating class who's now making their way in the professional world? Uh, I've kept up with them a little bit. I know they probably reported yesterday. Today's Thursday. Yeah. So yesterday was kind of report day for rookies. Um, you know, I, my buddy Nolan, who was my roommate there at Ball State for a while, I still we talk basically every day, but I know they're starting to get into to camp and everything now. So I haven't talked to them in a couple of weeks, um, but I'm sure I'll reach out here soon um, and, and keep up to date with them. It's this is kind of the time period where you go into camp and you just don't even look at your phone uh, for guys that are playing. So it is what it is. And, and I'm excited for them and, and glad they got their shot. And I know they're going to take full advantage of it. Yeah, going back to Loveland, Ohio, when where football began for you, do you remember when you started playing football and when did you start to fall in love with it? I think I fell in love with it immediately. You know, I think people kind of ask, you know, why I love the game. Um, and I have a weird answer. It's because I actually enjoy getting hit. And I think <laughs> a lot of the guys that are in in football or play professional football, like you kind of have to enjoy like that feeling of getting hit to be able to play this long. Um, you know, obviously I love the the camaraderie of being in the locker room. That's, you know, goes along with it. But, you know, I, what I crave is getting hit. When I haven't gone a year without football, like, I'm like, I just, somebody wants, I want somebody to tackle me or something, you know. But um, that kind of drew me in was was being able to go, go out and get hit and, you know, hit somebody else. And just not being in trouble for doing that was kind of, I think, what drew me to football. Um, and obviously I had a passion for, just athletics in general. I, originally, when I was in high school, I wanted to play college basketball, but um, most guys who play college basketball are um, above 6'5", unless they're point guards, and I didn't have the, the ball handles for that. So um, I was just, you know, football was my thing, and, and I've been, you know, I haven't looked back, and I enjoy every second of it. And obviously um... – the hitting aspect of it is definitely very different. Uh, that's kind of what derailed my career after eighth grade because I didn't want to do that at all. But, you know, that's besides the point. Um, so as a quarterback, though, how – I know you said that you're allowed to hit people, but as a quarterback, I mean, obviously that's kind of frowned upon. How did that kind of work in with you playing quarterback? Yeah, I mean, I didn't even start playing quarterback until I was in high school. So, I mean, I, I played defenses, a linebacker and safety growing up, um, you know, youth football, middle school. Um, and then offensively, I played wide receiver, tight end, running back, basically growing up until my freshman year. Um, I realized I wasn't fast enough to play any other position other than quarterback. You know, things just fall that way. And um, luckily enough, I was I had the the physical ability to do it. So um, I, I took it what it's worth. And, you know, if there was any other position I'd play, I'd definitely play probably wide receiver, too. Gotcha. So looking into your time at, at Ball State, um, I thought it was very interesting that your your time at Ball State closely coincided with uh, head coach Mike News' time. I think I don't know if he was a year before you or the same year that you came in, but you guys spent your your whole college career with Ball State was with Coach Mike New. How did that relationship kind of 
grow stronger knowing that you guys were kind of on the same level of being in college football? Yeah, I mean, he was actually, so he got the job right before I signed in February. So he got it in January. He came on a little visit. Um, they do, they did, recruiting's way different now. They did at-home visits in um, January then. So he came and did the at-home visit. Um, so I kept my scholarship. You know, obviously sometimes it doesn't happen that way. Um, so I signed, I stayed, and basically just from there, our, our relationship grew a uh, little bit, started off a little rough, just being a freshman, being, you know, hard-headed and wanting to do my things my way was um, what I had to learn. So, but it definitely, I mean, it grew into a great relationship as I would go up there, watch film all the time, and we talk and have an open uh, open conversation about basically anything. Um, and he's a great coach and, and great mentor for me um, and helped me get to the point that I'm at now. And then I know you enjoyed a lot of success, at least especially with the uh, the 2020, 2020 season, uh, being ranked in the top 25 at the end of the year in the AP poll. Could you talk me through just kind of the experience of that year and kind of just how how awesome it was? To, I mean, winning a bowl game as well. Just talk me through yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, that year was uh, one of its own. I mean, going from COVID, so we were out. They, they didn't have spring ball, sent us home. Um, and then through that, it was, you know, obviously everybody was questioning, you know, what are we going to do moving forward? Is there going to be football? Is there going to be anything? Um, but, like, for us, it was just, like, we started, like, we went into summer. We did all the summer. Like, we came back a little bit later than normal. But we did summer, lifted outside, which was way different. We were in, like, one of those old party tents that people do think, like, large events. And we were outside on just, like, little rubber mats. It was crazy, but it was humid, so it was hot. Um, but I think for us, I mean, that was kind of a bonding experience for like all the players on the team because there would be 30 of us in there. Um, we had to do all of our lifts just like on our own and change all our own weights because we couldn't touch the weights. And you had to wipe them down after. It was crazy. Um, That's so weird. Yeah, it was. I mean, it, it didn't make sense, but it, it is what it is. <laughs> we're, we're past it now. Um, but then we started camp and then two days into camp, I think they canceled the season and like. For me, it was like that was that was really my senior year. That was a lot of our senior year. We were like, we're done with football. What's the next step? Like, I know some guys were just, you know, started, you know, so some guys just called it. They were like, we're done. You know, this is my senior year. That's that's it. And then they, you know, I think a month later, they were like, all right, actually, we're gonna we're gonna play the season. We're not gonna come back till October, but that's when we're gonna play the season and do a shortened season just because we saw the SEC and I think it was the Big Ten was. was was playing and it was working. So um, that's what we did. And for us, we just, I think as a more experienced team, um, that's what helped us get to the point we were at. We lost that first game, which was a heartbreaker. Uh, I think about it all the time, but uh, you know, we had a conversation and it was like, we're not, you know, we're not gonna let this year be the one that just breaks us down. And, and this is how we go out. Cause we didn't know if we were getting that extra year or not um, at that point. So we just turned it around and, and had a lot of fun to the whole thing and, and enjoyed every moment that we could. Yeah. And then learning that you guys were going to get that extra year after all of the emotions that you felt during that 2020 season, was it kind of a group decision? Did you consult any, any of your teammates or your coaches or was the second that opportunity was available, you wanted to take it? No, it was definitely a big decision. It was a one that I had to think a lot about um, just you know, whether I was going to go to the next level that year, 
this year um, was kind of the biggest decision. I was going to play football that next year or try to, no matter what. It was just what it, what level I was going to do it at. Um, and I talked to my coaches, talked to my family. I even talked to some teammates. Um, and I, I remember, like, Justin Hall sitting there. And he was like, hey, if you're going to stay, I'm going to stay. I was like, all right, I guess I'm going to stay. I was kind of I was kind of leaning towards staying at that point when he said that I was like all right we're we're staying and I think just kind of everything fell in a row after that everybody was you know riding a high and wanted to do it again and keep going so um, you know it was a tough year last year but it is what it is and and we enjoyed all the the time together as teammates so uh, I, I wouldn't change it. All right, and then uh, just from Ball State football in general, what's like a favorite story or memory that you have that kind of just sticks in your brain? Yeah, I mean, I think obviously the, the MAC championship was, you know, one of the, the coolest moments that I had at Ball State, you know, being there. But um, another one was just the Western Michigan overtime win. Um, I don't know if you guys remember it, but we were not a we were not a great team that year. We were struggling. Um, I was a backup. I'd come in. I think the game before in Toledo, and we got whooped it was bad I mean I played terrible it is what it is we but we went into Western Michigan and they were trying to they needed to beat us to go to the MAC championship and um I think it just kind of there solidified you know what the future held for us as a team when we beat them in, in overtime and um from that point on I think we didn't look back you know we got better that next year really losing I think it was like five games or something by a total of eight points um, and then winning the the 2020 MAC championship, so I think that was kind of a turning point in our in our career, in my career there. Um, just you know, going from a, a backup or a, a role player to being a full time starter and and having fun with it. So talking about your time at Ball State, um, was there your was there a win that was your favorite? Was there one win that just kind of encapsulated everything you felt during your time there? Like, I think it was that Western Michigan. Uh, like I said, it was just like a turning point is one that like flipped the script. And then like kind of the one that like completed that was the the MAC championship in the bowl game. I mean, the bowl game was a that was a fun time. And we went we went out there and enjoyed ourselves and had some fun. So um, that was a heck of a time and just one heck of a year. So I think like being able to cap off, you know, that 2020 season with that win, too, was just I mean, that's like a picture perfect ending to me like if you were to draw it up any any other way it probably wouldn't have turned out the way it did all right and then this is a question that um i was unaware of that dan brought up to me um as you can maybe kind of see with the marvin harrison jersey and the colts jersey and the colts hat here i'm a pretty big colts fan so and i think my favorite player of all time happens to be peyton manning so and i heard that you went to the manning passing academy could you talk me through that, getting to meet Peyton and then Archie or Eli and everything? Talk me through that because I want to hear about it really bad. Yeah, uh, I mean, coolest part about it was, like, we're sitting there. We're getting ready to go to Burgers on Tuesday night at Brothers, and we're, like, hanging out. It's, like, me, Caleb Slavin, and somebody else. We're, we're about to leave. I'm, like, getting a call from, like, Louisiana. I'm, like, I don't know, I don't know anybody in Louisiana. Answer the phone. I'm, like, hello? It's, like, hey, Drew, it's Archie. I'm, like. Archie Manning, I was like, oh, hey, like, what's up? How's it going? Um, he was like, hey, just, you know, he invited me down to the camp. But I was just like, I walked out, I was like, guys, Archie Manning just called me. Like, to me, I'm like the same way. Like, I was like, yo, that's wild. And then, like, 
last, like the, right after that, like he would, he texted me after some games and was like, Hey, good, like good win or good, good season, whatever. I was just like, this is crazy that Archie, like I have Archie's number, all this, but like, that was cool. Like super fanboy of me to do that, but it is what it is. Um, but then, yeah, I mean, went down there met a bunch of guys that are, you know, in the league now or, you know, going to be next year that I still talk to a couple of them. So um, it was a great experience. Got to meet Peyton, Eli, Cooper, funniest guy, you know, around, always cracking jokes, always whatever. Um, you know, even got to sit there with, with Peyton, have a beer and just talk to him and just listen to his stories and telling him to him telling stories about Tiger Woods and playing in a pro-am with him. Just like, this is, this is a cool, like people like would pay to be here and like they're paying for me to come and, and do this. And, you know, we obviously got to be counselors and help other kids. So that was cool too, but, you know, getting to learn from them, hear their stories too, was just um, an unbelievable experience. And so, like something I wish like everybody got to experience. Cause it's just like, there's such a, a great group of guys and interesting too, with that has so many stories. That's nuts. Yeah. Obviously I I'm, I'm, I'm an insane Peyton Manning fan. So that's super, super cool to hear. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So, so Cooper, Peyton, Eli, Archie, everybody, that's super, super neat. But then, so obviously you talked about, there were some other quarterbacks that were there with you. Do you like, yeah. have a relationship with from there? Yeah. I mean, um, actually he's now like the one, the one guy I talked to probably the most, um, is Taylor Powell, who's up at Eastern Michigan now, played at Troy last year in Mizzou there. But, I mean, I, I've kept up a relationship. I talked to, you know, Malik right before the draft, Desmond Ritter. So, um, all those guys were down there. And, and, you know, that's kind of the cool part, too, is you get to meet guys that and, and see them in person that you otherwise probably wouldn't and get to build a relationship with. So, um, it was pretty awesome. That's super cool. Um, speaking of – Peyton Manning playing at Tennessee ball state's playing at Tennessee yeah. to start the season. Are you a little jealous that you're missing out on that game or, or have you already had enough big games? I mean, I had the big games. I wish I would have won one. You know, we were close on a couple. Um, I'm hoping to get down there for it. Uh, I think six years in college is probably enough. There's probably some stadiums though, that I wish I would have played in, but I'll take the six years and, and be happy with it. That's for sure. Um, but I'm hoping to get down there if I'm if I'm free um, that week and get to go watch that game. Speaking of stadiums, um, also before I came to Ball State, let's just preface that um, I was a massive, still kind of am, massive Notre Dame football fan. Okay. Um, so obviously you played. I don't know. You didn't necessarily play yourself. Yeah, I, I was on the sidelines. But what talk to me about the at least the experience of getting to like be on the field or on the sidelines and stuff going into Notre Dame, but just to talk yeah, to me I mean, about I, that. I grew up like a Notre Dame fan. That was kind of the team we used to watch. Um, yeah. Then once I got into high school, it kind of, you know, it was just, I was getting recruited. So I was like, whoever's recruiting me, that's who I want to be a fan of. Like, like, that's how it went. But just being on the field, I think the history that Notre Dame's field has was just kind of one of the coolest parts. One of the nicest visitors locker rooms I've ever seen. I mean, mm -hmm. it was like, like, it's nicer than most, it's nicer than our locker room at Ball State, just not as spacious. I mean, it like, nice finished wood on the walls and I'm just like this this is unreal but uh it was cool I mean just having the experience of being able to be in there and see all those you know historic things that, that they have the golden dome so um and almost winning I mean I, I know I wasn't playing but you know being that close in in the fourth quarter uh was pretty cool so uh and another great you know experience and and 
um, stadium, kind of one of the better ones I thought was NC State. Their stadium was like, I feel like it was just more on, like right on top of you. So it was super loud. I mean, it, there wasn't near, I think there was like 55, maybe 60,000 fan, 60, fans there. But I mean, you couldn't, first third down, I couldn't hear a thing. I mean, there was, you couldn't hear yourself think. Like the person standing next to me, if I told them something, they would, like if I screamed at them, they probably wouldn't hear me. Um, and that one I did not expect, but they're, I mean, that was, that was a really nice stadium and awesome crowd. Yeah, I, yeah, I would not expect NC State and that, yeah, I mean, that, to be like that. That's what I thought. I was like, NC State wouldn't be the one to be as loud as it is, but it, it was, so. But, yeah, and I and I do uh, 100% remember that 2018 game because, again, this is a, way before I even thought about yeah. going to Ball State. I was infuriated by how close <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, was. Sure, I'm sure every Notre Dame fan was. <laughs> I was so mad, but I mean, now, obviously, if we were ever to be able to play them again, I want to beat it by 80. So it's, it is what it is. Yeah. yeah. That's super cool. Yeah. Um, so we, we know your sister Marie is entering her se senior season at Ball State with, with the women's volleyball team. Um, I went to high school with my sister and we were, we were in the same age bracket, but can you explain to me how important that sibling relationship and that sibling bond was while you both were playing athletics at Ball State? Yeah, I mean, it was a lot of fun. Um, it was something for me. I, like, I didn't want to, you know, impose on anything that she was doing. And, you know, she didn't want to impose on anything that I was doing. But I think for me, it was like just helping her get acclimated to college is what I wanted to do. Basically, what we would do is we'd get, you know, lunch or coffee or whatever, something small, see each other at least once a week. Um, and for me, like that just that grew our relationship when we were growing up, you know, me and my brother shared a room. So it was like me and him were really close and me and my sister always fought. And now we're at the point where like we're super close and, and you know, it's a great relationship we have. And I think it's just brought us closer. Um, and, you know, we kind of have now a little rivalry on who's going to get more rings. So I got a state championship and one championship at Ball State. She's got two now at Ball State. So, um, you know, I, I told her either I'm going to have to get a Super Bowl or something else and if she's going to get one this year. So we'll see what happens. But that's kind of our little, you know, rivalry that we have. Um, and I think just for us, it, it one, it makes us better and wants us to compete more because that's kind of how we do. We go home and all we do is play, you know, games, whether it's pool, volleyball, cornhole, putting practice, just seeing who can be basically whoever wins gets the bragging rights. And, and that's what we do basically every time we get together. So um, it, it just brought our relationship, you know, closer. Yeah. When, and then you said, Ooh, sorry. Got to go ahead. Dan. Uh, when Marie was still in high school, how, how soon did you learn that ball state was, was starting to recruit her and, and were you allowed to talk to her about ball state or is there, was there any lines you couldn't cross in terms of recruiting to ball state? There was, there was no lines. I mean, volleyball recruiting is a lot different where it's a lot earlier. Like if, I think it was her, my sister, it was her sophomore year of high school that she committed. Like, wow. whereas football is like senior year, either spring or fall of senior year. Um, I really just want, I didn't want her to go there just because of me. Um, I think I'm a big reason she did go, but I didn't want to be like, Hey, you had like, you have to come here or anything like that. I was just like, listen, keep your options open. If you want some somewhere else that you want to go, go there. Like, I'm not going to be mad about it. Um, and, you know, I'm grateful she chose Ball State and they recruited her. So um, it, it was awesome. And, and I, 
I, I wouldn't change it either. Um, that's another thing I wouldn't change is just having her there, being able to see, see each other all the time. It was awesome. Gotcha. And then I know you had brought up when you were talking about uh, the rings. So you won a state championship. Was that in football? Yeah, yeah, it was. About that a little bit? Yeah, that was my sophomore year of high school. Um, kind of – I wasn't the starter to begin the year um, and took the job over three games in. And the guy that I took the job over went – uh, played receiver the rest of the year, ended up getting a scholarship offer to Western Michigan. Gio Ricci played tight end at, Gio, at Western, is now playing in the NFL. Um, he's, he's a good buddy of mine too. So um, it worked out well. We ran a wing T offense, but that was a heck of a year. Went 15-0. and um, That was my sophomore year. It was the first time we had ever won a game in the first game, first time we'd ever won more than one game, I think, in the playoffs. Like, that was the second time we'd ever been in the playoffs in Ohio. Um, it's a little bit different than Indiana where not everybody gets in. Um, it's like a points-based system that eight teams from, each, from like, four regions get in. So, that was the first – that was the second time we'd ever been in the playoffs and went on a heck of a run. Um, a lot of things fell our way. I mean, we were down one game, I think, 21, going into the fourth quarter and came back and won. Another one, we were down eight point. we were down eight – with 45 seconds went down and scored and got the two point conversion and then won an overtime. I mean, it was just like things, everything fell our way and, and nothing was, you know, getting in the way of that. So it was a, another special moment and the state championship we played in the snow and I've, I'd always wanted to play in the snow. I never had. Um, and we played, I mean, it was almost like a, a blizzard. Like they had this every probably five minutes, we had to stop the game just to clear enough lines to see where the ball was. Um, so it was hectic. I mean, it, you look it up, look it up like the 2013 Loveland State Championship, and you'll see pictures. And it was like torrential downpour of snow. It was crazy. And I loved every second of it. So um, that was awesome. Just being able to play and, and win, a, win a state championship with guys I grew up with was unreal. Yeah. And then, so, okay. So you said you were playing and obviously at an outdoor stadium. So was that the Bengals Stadium or was that the Brown no, Stadium? No, it was the uh, Hall of Fame Stadium. Oh, oh, so it's Canton, Canton, Ohio. Okay. Yeah, we played in Canton. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. That's super cool. That's that's surprising. I'm surprised that they wouldn't be at an NFL stadium. I mean, I guess it's technically an NFL stadium, but yeah, it's just so I think they do them right now where they kind of split it between Canton, Maslin High School, which on if you have ever seen their field, it's pretty big. Um, it's where Paul Brown coached and went to high school, so makes sense. Um, and then they do it at Ohio State, just because it's centrally located. All three of them are pretty centrally located in the state. So I think that's why they do it. That makes sense. So growing up just outside Cincinnati, would you would you define yourself as a Bengals fan? Or oh, yeah. Was... yeah, yeah, I'm a Bengals fan. So, I mean, being able to go to, to mini camp there and get to get a chance to play there is, I mean, putting on the jersey for even one day was pretty cool. Uh, what do you What do you think of their white jerseys, the white Bengal jerseys they came out with? And the helmet. The, no, the they white, got the, the jerseys have been around. They had, the, they had the jerseys, but the helmet is sweet. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I, I hope it snows when they wear those things. I know. I know they they had the 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 white bangle, and then the Panthers has the have the blackout ones. I think they play in Week Nine, and all I want is to see the blackout Panthers against the the, the whiteout Bengals. That would be yeah, awesome. That'd be sweet. Yeah. Okay. So when you were so you were at 
Bengals practice. So did you get to meet like Joe Burrow and all those other guys? No, so it was just rookie mini camp. It was just all the, you know, all the rookies were there. Um, gotcha. It was like a one day kind of quick workout. I let, you know, the coaches there are great. So uh, I have a great relationship with them. Oh yeah. And then obviously the, uh, I mean, obviously they've done pretty well last season. So, I mean, are you going to stay a Bengals fan while you kind of work your way through your NFL career trying to get into it? Yeah, I, I think, you know, whatever team I'm on, I'll be a, I'll be the fan of that team, but um, there you go. You know, Bengals always <laughs> somewhere in my heart. Good day. I understand. Yeah. I, I understand uh, the mentality. You talked about always wanting to stay close to athletics and football. If you got the call to coach anytime soon, would you be interested in that that line or even broadcasting just to be around the sport? I think I would. Um, I think that would give me a little bit more. I would have to give a little more thought to it. Um, you know, I kind of know what the the schedule is of a coach, and I just don't know if, um, you know, in the long run, I'm going to be wanting to do that. So, but I definitely give it a lot of consideration. Um, it also depends on you know how my career goes playing wise, if stuff like that. So I've always said at least at the very least, I've wanted to be a high school coach and, and go enjoy that. I think, you know, I just, I feel like I would be a pretty decent high school coach with the knowledge that I have of, of just football in general. I mean, yeah, you'd have to be pretty knowledgeable to be a D one quarterback. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, uh, so, okay. Follow-up question kind of. So, with all the mini camps that you're talking about, I know that you had posted on Twitter and so at Ball State that you were doing a mini camp with joint mini camp with the Bears and the Colts. And then I know you didn't bring up the Colts and you're talking about but, that. So how did that kind of fall? Through? It was kind of a, you know, for me, it was like all of them were tryout based, like go to the mini camp. It's like a tryout, get signed if they like you or yeah. whatnot. Um, so there's two weekends that they do mini camps. Um, there's like a, the weekend after the draft and then the weekend after that. Or yep mini camps bears one was the first weekend so i agreed to that one colts one was the next weekend colts ended up signing jack cone so yep. basically they told me i was just going to be a camp arm it wouldn't really try out no chance of getting signed Bengals came in said you know we want you to come down here do a tryout so i decided to do that one instead of the colts so did the bears didn't get signed went down and did the Bengals one gotcha all right that makes sense yeah i just i just didn't know how that all kind of worked out yeah that, I mean, that's the biggest thing, too, about the process, like the whole process of the NFL is like you don't really know what's going on if you're not like involved. Like I never really understood what was like what everybody was doing when you're not in it. Like I had to basically explain to my family, too, like how it went, because I my agent had explained it to me like, you know, I'm going from this time to this time. And then there's rookie mini camps and many after mini camp, you may have a week if depending on when the rookie mini camp is and then. From there, you have OTAs, voluntary OTAs, and it's just – it's a heck of a schedule. Uh, that, that's for sure. All right. Yeah, definitely. Dan, do you want to say something? Sorry. Yeah, do you think you'll, do you think you'll find yourself back at Schumann this year, or do you want to spend a couple years doing the, doing the thing and then, and then coming back just for, just for a, a nostalgia purposes? I'm sure I'll be there once or twice, um, you know, having my sister up there with her, I'll, with her season, I'm living in Carmel right now, so I'm not too far. Um, I'd, there's no reason for me not to come up and at least catch one game or, you know, stop by. So I'm sure I'll be there this year, this, this fall at some point. 
Yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna segue into one of our our special guest segments. We're gonna call it Hot Takes with with Drew Plitt. Um, so just a few of your expertise based hot takes. Um, first, who do you think is gonna win the Super Bowl, the MVP, and comeback player of the year in the NFL this year? Super Bowl is gonna be my Bengals. I mean, they're gonna get it done this year. If I'm not on a team, they're they're doing it this year. Uh, MVP. I mean. At that rate, it's going to have to be Joey B. Going to have to be Joey. I mean, if, if we if Bengals win the Super Bowl, I mean, he's going to have, like, who else is going to win it? You know what I mean? Comeback player of the year. I mean, who's who, who's even up for that? I don't Yeah, I don't know. Who was injured last year? But what? I Give me some options. I mean, like, you could say, like, OBJ is not going to be a comeback player, like, unless, like, just because he played in the Super Bowl, right? Yeah. We, I think maybe Derrick Henry, just because that would be he it. had he had a slump yeah. year. But I I never really liked that because we know once Derrick Henry's back healthy, he's gonna be Derrick Henry again. Right. Um, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm not a big fan of the bionic foot. So I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> I, I may have not. I may I may be speaking way too soon. So, but I, I said that as a Colts fan. I mean, so. where, Robert Woods was out last year. He's a, he's yeah. in Buffalo now, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, I do believe so. I mean that could be he could be a he's he's somewhere where he's gonna he, I mean he's got it he'll be he's in Tennessee actually Robert Woods Tennessee yes I mean mm-hmm. he could have a, a big year you know with uh oh gosh AJ Brown leaving I mean he might be the number one receiver and, and yeah I'd we'll say that I don't it, know. it might be it might be Robert Woods. <laughs> so with with your football expertise, just a follow up to that first one. Do you do you do a whole lot of fantasy football or, or anything along those lines? I do. I just like I'm at the very basic, like very basic level. I read what it tells me to do and I do it. Um, but like same way with when I played Madden, like I'm so bad at Madden. The quarterback never throws it the way I expect him to. So like I'm like he throws it with too much touch. Like you can't ever throw a long ball because he doesn't throw a back shoulder like Madden just makes me mad because it, it never did, goes the way I, I expect it to. Um, so, I mean, I, very basic level with fantasy football, too. Uh, what do you think about the new NCAA football game coming out? I, I was just going to say that as well. I, yeah. I wish it – I mean, like, I know the NIL stuff is happening and all that. But like, I wish we just had the game just because, like, like, I grew up just wanting to be in – like, wanting to play and be in the game, right? So, like, my wish is they go back, like, for, for those – was it six, seven years? And they do like a rock, like just do a roster for each team based on those years. And you can do like a, or like top 25 teams. So like, at least we'll get in there for one year. Right. Like it, top 25 teams that ended that ended the season, you know, throughout those six years, like make a roster for that. And you can go back and play those teams. Like that'd be pretty cool. That'd be super fun. They totally should do that. Honestly. Like, yeah. I mean, them taking away that game. At least oh. once. Yeah, hey, I mean, seeing yourself as a video game character would be pretty sweet. I would, yeah, I, so I understand. Like, but then Drew, other than the one I created. But then Drew Clit wouldn't be throwing the ball right, right? No, I mean, I would absolutely yell at myself, for sure. <laughs> like, you're sitting there screaming at the TV, and girlfriend would be like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm not throwing it well. <laughs> All right, picks, so buddy. we got our second question here. Um, who do you think will win the uh, World Series this year? Just your thought. What do you got? World Series. 
I know. I can see, getting, I can see the Yankees doing it. I think they're they're hot. You know, um, that's you know, being a Cincinnati fan, Reds, that's tough. But <laughs> yeah, we were just going to ask whether or not you were a, a Cleveland Guardians or a or a Reds fan. Obviously, I'm a Reds fan. Yeah, I'm a Reds so you're more Cincinnati fan. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'm a big Cubs guy. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> we went through your years of torment. We yeah. had. Uh, we had Kyle Smedley on, on the podcast back during the school year. He's a, a sports writer, but he's a huge Cincinnati Reds fan. And I, I love to hear him talk about it because it's just, I mean, I'm a Detroit fan. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fan of all things Detroit, so I, I don't have much to talk about. Yeah. But it is it is really fun to hear him complain about his franchise. <laughs> I mean, we could have it a lot worse. I mean, I, I will say that. Uh, and then, but I, think, and then, I think the Yankees are going to do it this year. I think they're hot. I think they're, you know. All that money they spent is finally going to come through. Yeah, we'll see. Um, so, and then finally, um, college football national championship. Who's it going to be? And then who's your Heisman winner? I bet I think Alabama. I think Bryce Young wins the second one. Wow. There you go. Yeah. So, yeah. all crimson red. I think, that, I think, I think second in voting will be their uh, linebacker. Um, it's not Andrew, is it Will? It's not Will Anderson. No, he's playing in the league. Whoever the linebacker is that's at Alabama is supposed to be like a number one pick already. I mean, I think he's going to be up for Heisman. Yeah, and then one of our our final questions. I have to ask a, a precursor to it though. Are you? Uh, have you heard of La Rosa's Pizza? Yes. Okay, so if you I had actually, to, I like, I know an okay. owner, one of the owners of La Rosa's Pizza. I grew up with his son. So, I mean, this, this is probably a little tilted now, though. If I, I was saying, if you're going out to dinner, are you getting Skyline Chili or La Rosa's? Oh, Skyline, without a doubt. Skyline. Wow. I mean, Skyline, really? I mean, like, he, I, I love him, but Skyline all the way. I mean, that is like, it's like what my, it's like my, my lifeblood. I mean, that, I go home and like, I can't do without it. <laughs> I've, I've had Skyline, I think twice in my life. I was, I was down in, in Ohio somewhere for a soccer tournament and yeah. we went to Skyline Chili and I never had Cincinnati Chili before. So I was, I was very confused, but it, it either, you out, love it or you, either you love it or you hate it. it. It wasn't bad. I thought it was delicious. I just thought it was a very odd, very odd different. style. All right. And then final question for me. Okay. Or actually more of a statement, because I need you to do this. Um, so either XFL or USFL, when you, when you get all those offers, because I know you will, um, when the Stallions or the Battlehawks ask you to be on their team, you pick one of those two teams and not the other ones, because I don't want to have to buy new XFL and USFL merch. Okay. So either you have this. or XFL Battlehawks. That's those are the two teams. That's okay. Andy always picks whichever team is the new expansion team, which in whichever league. So I wanted him to be a Panthers fan for the USFL this year, but he chose the Stallions and the Stallions won it. Um, and then he's a big oh, Battlehawks yeah. fan as well. But can you do All that right. for me? Can you do that? Can I do mean, that? if I have a, if I have a choice, I would love to. <laughs> All right. Yes. I think you will. You'll be fine. Yeah. Battlehawks, awesome. I'm sure we'll need some help. And then Stallions, I'm sure we can, we can move people out of there. So, <laughs> listen, every day, just make, hey, Drew's going on the Battlehawks. Yes. Every, you do that's that what I want to hear. And I'll do that. There we go. I'm, I'm manifesting it right now. Perfect. <laughs> awesome. Well, well, thank you so much, Drew, for, for coming on to the podcast today. You've been, you've been a wonderful guest. Uh, we know your future is bright. We can't wait to see what you do next.
Thank you guys. I appreciate you guys having me on. It was awesome. Yeah. Thank you, man. Um, so that's it for our interview with Drew Plitt. Thank you guys again for joining us on the Underqualified Knuckleheads podcast. Uh, we got some, we got a few things in the fire coming up for the future though, right, Andy? Yes, we do. I do believe next week we have the Q-tip uh, from Ball State University. Uh, one of our guys that is overseas, I do believe right now, Dan, playing yes. some men's volleyball. Yes, Quinn the Q-tip Isaacson. He was Ball State's uh, setter this year. Amazing player. He got signed to play professional volleyball in France and spent uh, has spent the last few months with um, the USA men's volleyball program playing. He's actually out on the West Coast. So that'll be a wonderful interview with a guy like that. And then, yeah, that'll be our last one over Zoom, hopefully, as Dan and I kind of get headed back towards Ball State here. So once again, thank you, everybody, for listening. And if I'm correct, uh, I do believe we will see you next week.